0: Now, Brenda is expanding her show to include lifestyle happenings from around the region. Now, here's your host, Brenda Alacy.
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the first Sunday in December. Hard to believe that we're already into the season this quickly, and I hope your Sunday fun day is going well. Thanks for carving out some time for Slice of Life yet again this Sunday morning. Well, we've got a good show, and in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about uh, some great holiday gifts, fittingly enough, with Michael Wall. Mike is the candy owner that bears his name, Walls Candies, out uh, in Cheektowaga. I've been there a long time, and he's going to talk about some great gift ideas. You can be sure that it's the right color and size when you go to Walls. But first off, how about the challenges of folks who are enjoying the holiday season and life in general with food allergies and food sensitivities? I have a blogger here. Her name is Gina Passantino, and Gina is here to talk about dairy free Gina her food blog along with some specifics about how you can navigate through the holiday season and your eating habits uh, all year round. Good morning Gina and welcome back to the show. Hi good morning. Glad to have you back and you know there's always a story to tell when somebody determines that they have some sort of sensitivity or allergy and this is not something that you sort of self-diagnose right
2: this is something that you were diagnosed with as an adult. What is your background with this? So it is something that must be diagnosed um, via a doctor, a trained allergist. Please don't use those home allergy testing kits. They don't work. But I was diagnosed as an adult. Um, Growing up, I was always extremely thin, um, a lot of stomach gastro issues when I would eat certain foods. And then as an adult, um, things started to really progress. A lot of rashes. My eyes would close up and get really big. Um, A lot of issues with swelling around the mouth. And so finally, I was diagnosed via a uh, allergen uh, through allergy testing that I was actually allergic to dairy and also to lamb. Um, interestingly enough, um, but the dairy is the huge one.
1: That's for sure, because so many things have dairy in them. And and we've talked over the years, and you actually educated me about how even um, your prescriptions have to be compounded because there are many dairy fillers and medications. I had no idea that it was like that. Thankfully, you have an option with Pine Pharmacy where you can get your prescriptions compounded, meaning that they'll put it together with you without those fillers. But what has been the biggest impact, Gina? Obviously,
2: it's probably your day-to-day diet, right? It's constant vigilance. Anybody with a food allergy has to be constantly aware of what they're putting in their mouth, Um, constantly reading labels, um, looking for hidden words. For instance, with dairy, um, sometimes the word casein, you'll see that on a label, or you'll see whey. Well, that still contains the milk protein, so somebody with a dairy allergy can't eat that. So it's constantly reading labels, even for brands and products that I normally buy. You still have to read those labels because manufacturing processes change, ingredients change. So it's, it's just constant vigilance. And what inspired you to
1: do your blog called Dairy-Free Gina? It, there must be others in the same boat, and perhaps they don't know where to go. Is it kind of your the impetus that got you going with this?
2: It sure is, and to be an advocate for those with food allergies, to help people understand how they can eat and still thrive and eat really good food. because Just because you don't put dairy or milk into your food does not mean that your food tastes bad. It actually can taste really, really good. So I want people to understand how to cook, how to bake uh, without dairy, without milk, without other allergens and still really eat well and thrive in life. Just because you have a food allergy does not mean you still don't think about food all the time and still want to enjoy really good food. How can people access your blog, Gina? It's at www dairyfreegina.com all one word dairyfreegina.com feel free to email me uh, also at dairyfreegina at hotmail.com you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at dairyfreegina happy to answer questions for those people who might have some questions after the show or want to uh, maybe ask about a certain brand or just get some advice
1: I'm looking at your uh, Twitter account right now dairyfreegina as you said at dairyfreegina all one word and you have different things in here, too, including some uh, information that you've found about the FDA launching surveys on allergens in cosmetics. So it really does
2: apply not only to food, but other products that we use day-to-day. Day-to-day cosmetics. Um, There are some... There's gluten in cosmetics. There are uh, sometimes some cosmetics that actually will use some milk proteins. So it's really Mm. important to make sure that you know what you're using. A lot of skincare products, lotions, um, you put that on your body, a lotion, a cream that gets absorbed into your skin. So if there's allergens in that body product, eventually it's getting into your system and can cause an allergic reaction.
1: When you look back, Gina, when you were um, first diagnosed or trying to figure out what the heck was going on with your system, is that what caused your eyes, for example, to swell up or the rashes. Were you able to determine if it was the food or was it the lotions?
2: No, it was actually the food. We knew it was the food. We knew what I had been eating. I had been keeping a diary of what I had been eating. And so then going along with the testing, um, it just confirmed it all.
1: What would you say is the difference between a, a true allergy and what people might consider a sensitivity? Like, you know, for example, when you're out and about or you're talking to people and they'll say, Oh, I, you know, this particular food just doesn't agree with me. What do you think the difference is in there?
2: Well, there there are some very distinct differences. So an intolerance. Um, Some people just have some uh, issues where they can't digest certain things or not digest certain things very well. So they lack an enzyme, like a lactose intolerance. They're lacking an enzyme, so they can't really digest foods very well. They might get an upset stomach. It usually causes Mm -hmm. some sort of digestive issues. And allergy is an immune response. So when I eat dairy, my body sees that as a foreign invader, and it's going to attack it. And the more you would ingest an allergen or even a trace amount, it can produce... An allergic reaction, and even at times, cause death. So, um, an allergy could potentially kill you. An intolerance won't. Big difference. And Big it difference.
1: could be, it could be a life or death difference. Uh, without certainly. being
2: overly dramatic about it. It's not being overly dramatic, and I think that's what some people don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a true food allergy can produce death? Certainly we don't want to get there, um, and that's why we're so vigilant as to what we eat. We're not fussy. We're not picky eaters. We're trying to stay alive. So – you know, in an allergic response, it can be different each time. So a trace amount can cause an issue. And sometimes it takes a lot more to cause an issue. And the anaphylactic shock is certainly the most extreme response. And that's where we see, you know, unfortunately, a death occur. So you always want to have that EpiPen, um, that Epi device on hand. Don't leave home without it. Don't leave home without it. And you should carry two because what we're finding are that the studies show you need two injections of the EpiPen. So, um, you know, you want to always have two Epis with you and don't be hesitant to Use it. Some people are afraid to use Epi for some reason. If you're having an reaction, use that Epi. Call 911 and get to the emergency room. Have you ever had that situation arise? I have not. I have had instances where I probably have should have used it and I didn't. Um, And the more I go to conferences and talk to doctors, it's so clear if you have even the slightest inkling that you should be using it, you should be using that epi.
1: We're talking with Gina Passantino, who is a food blogger, and you can read her information, really valuable information, uh, about not only food, but other things that can uh, perhaps make you ill due to allergies or sensitivities. Sometimes you don't even realize you have it. Gina's blog is called Dairy Free Gina, and it's Gina, G-I-N-A. Gina, you know, my dear friend Sandy Beach has an allergy to almonds, and he found out uh, one time, he told the story on the air how he was lying on the couch and his daughter, who was young at the time, gave him a candy bar and it had an almond in it. And all of a sudden, he had a, a severe allergic reaction. He had to go to the hospital, and now he—that's when they determined he has an almond allergy and he will not gear, near go. He will not go near anything with nuts or or any kind of product like that because of the fear of that happening again. And he, too, never leaves home without his EpiPen. So fortunately, there are things that can help people. But really, I think awareness is your number one weapon. Gina, when it comes to the holiday season, and we're really knee-deep in it right now, what kind of challenges does that pose for people with food allergies or even special dietary needs?
2: Well... As with any time of the year, you have to be vigilant, but at the holidays, it's even more so because we're in a rush. Sometimes we're not thinking about certain things we might eat. You're at a party. You want to take part in it, and so just think about all of the holiday goodies that are coming out now, the cookies, the cakes, the pies, the breads, all made with milk or butter or wheat or have some sort of gluten, the nuts that are in them, um, stuffing. That's a big uh, issue for people with allergies. Bread often contains milk, so you have to be very vigilant. People saute their celery and onion in butter. They put it into the stuffing, never mind the wheat that might be in that, that is in that stuffing. Um, Turkey. Many people don't realize that turkey is often injected or basted with soy, dairy, gluten. So turkey can be a real issue for people. So some of our favorite things around the holidays, um, you just have to be extra vigilant about and um, just, again, be aware, know exactly what you're ingesting.
1: When you talk to folks who have food allergies and they want to go to a party, as you said, you want to, that's part of the fun. You're socializing. Food is a big part of our culture. Um, Certainly for people like me who enjoy eating and it's a big part of the enjoyment of life in general, you want to partake and enjoy things. How do you navigate the holiday season when you have a food allergy?
2: Well, certainly communicate. If you've been invited to a dinner or a party, tell the host right right up front, hey, I've got this food allergy, um, and let the host know right away. Maybe ask if you can help to plan the menu or help in the recipe preparation, um, but communicate. And if you're hosting a party or a dinner, certainly ask your guests right up front. Can you Um, You know, can you tell me if you have any food allergies or any issues I need to know about? Another thing that I'll often do is host dinners myself because it's just a lot easier. I can know exactly what I'm using to make the food items. Um, I know exactly what's coming into the house and, and what's not coming into the house. So that's an option. Maybe you are the host instead of going out to a party. Um, The other thing is, if you are hosting a party, save your wrappers, your packaging, your boxes, because somebody with a food allergy is going to want to see exactly the ingredients that was used to make that product. And you might say to yourself, well, I've read the label. Like, I don't see anything that indicates milk or nuts or soy. Um, You know, why do I have to save all this stuff? Well, again, because some items like dairy use other words such as ghee, such as whey, such as casein. Those all contain milk. And then the other big thing you'll see on labels oftentimes, it'll say manufactured on equipment that's shared with dairy, that's shared with soy, that's shared with nuts. Somebody who's got a food allergy does not want to eat that product because we don't know how the machinery was cleaned in between uses. We don't really know what the process was. So again, you want to save all that packaging for somebody coming to your house so that they can look and see, is the food really safe for them? Um, If you're going to a party, I like to eat before I go to the party because I don't know what food will be available. I always have snacks in my purse that I know are safe for me to eat or I uh, bring a dish so that I know there's something for me to eat. So that's an option. If you're hosting a party, don't get offended if the person doesn't eat your food. It's not that they don't want to eat your food. They would love to eat your food, but they just don't want to get sick. And And, that's why
1: communication is key, right? And that's why communication is key. Yeah, Yeah. and
2: if you're having a party, the last thing you want is for 911 to be called because you've got somebody, um, you (laughs) know, that's going into anaphylactic shock. Yeah, Yeah. that kind of ruins the party. It definitely
1: puts a damper on things. And, you know, I'm glad you brought that up about communication and and, uh, the idea of cross-contamination because people might say to you, well, there might be a little bit in there, or i, I peeled the cheese off, or uh, you know, I'm going to take the cheese out of the salad, or any other number of things that people have probably told you over the years. How do you respond to folks who don't understand what cross contamination is?
2: Well, a lot of people think, you know, can't you just eat a little bit of right. the salad that has the cheese on it? No, you cannot. In- there is no cure for food allergies. There's no medicine you can take ahead of time to mitigate a reaction. The only way to avoid a reaction is strict avoidance. So to eat a little bit of cheese isn't going to work. Um, So again, it's that education. It's trying to inform people that I just, you know, I'm not being picky. I'm not being fussy. I can't. I'm eating like this so that I can survive. I, I need to eat a certain way so that I don't go into anaphylactic shock and end up on your floor at your party
1: and there are certain restaurants i think gina that are um, cognizant of the the increase it seems to me of food allergies and sensitivities i talked to a lot of restaurant owners and chefs on this show and they oftentimes will have special cooking areas separated from the main cooking area to accommodate folks who have these issues have you noticed an increase in that that people are more cognizant
2: of it uh, those in the restaurant industry in the food industry there are certain restaurants that are the idea of the cross um, contact is still an issue though because a lot of restaurants still don't get that you can't use the spoon that you just um, stirred the um, the Parmesan cheese with and use it on an allergy dish. Um, so there still are some issues, or they'll put a dish side by side one that has dairy with a non dairy filled mm-hmm. dish, and so there is that potential to have the cross contact. So. Restaurants are becoming more aware. There's still a lot of work that can be done. Shared fryers are a big issue. Whenever I go to a restaurant, I always tell people, ask, is the fryer shared? Because if your um, allergen is put into a fryer that has that allergen in it, there's that cross-contact potential. So, for instance, a lot of fryers, um, we see chicken nuggets that are put into fryers, and then they'll say, oh, well, that fryer is used for the chicken nuggets. Well, the coating on chicken nuggets oftentimes has milk in it. So I would never want to have my food put into a fryer that processes and fries chicken nuggets. It's not as if the milk product would be fried out. No, you can't work that way. No, it doesn't work that way. You can't fry <laughs> it out. You can't steam it out. Or you can't bake chill it out. It, out. Yeah. it just doesn't work that way.
1: What are some common substitutes for milk and dairy and holiday baking? Because you don't want to feel deprived and you're able to enjoy the holiday season too. Fortunately, there are a lot of products out there that you can use in place of the, you know, sort of typical ones. What have you found to be good common substitutes?
2: So, especially with baking, and by the way, I have lots of recipes on my website. I'm going to give it a plug again at DairyFreeGina.com. Um, There's a lot of um, recipes there for side dishes, main dishes, and and desserts also. Um, But, for instance, buttermilk. A lot of recipes call for buttermilk, whether it's with baking or whether it's with coating a food item before you fry it. So buttermilk can actually be made um, vegan. And if, what you do is you take a cup of non-dairy milk, so You can take a nut milk, if you're able to, to have a nut milk, or you can take rice milk. You could take flaxseed milk, hemp seed milk. We have so many different non-dairy milks coming out now. You take one cup of that and to it you add two tablespoons of lemon juice or apple cider vinegar. Stir it up so it all mixes and let it stand for about mm. 10 minutes and you've got buttermilk now. So there's no reason why you can't enjoy something made with buttermilk. You just need to know how to sub it out. Um, I have a recipe for biscuits on my website and it's using this vegan buttermilk Um, anytime you can you see a recipe that calls for buttermilk you can use the substitution that's a a great
1: way to enjoy something and really there's very little difference in taste if any because um, I can remember having some manicotti at your house and it was absolutely delicious and honestly Gina if you had not told me that you made it with substituted products I would have never known the difference and I've eaten
2: a lot of that good quality Italian food over the years yeah, they're really, you know, that's the thing. There's always, you know, people think, oh, you can't eat cheese. Gosh, your food must not taste very good. Um, there's really, we have so many new products and new ways to substitute now in the marketplace that it's so easy to substitute and there is no taste difference. My husband's a good uh, taste tester also because he has no food issues. We keep a dairy-free house, but uh, when I bring in a product... You know he'll taste it and he'll say, yeah, that that tastes just like the real thing because he's obviously still remembers what the real thing tastes like. If, right. If you, if you want to call it the real thing, <laughs> those of us uh, in the food allergy world or who eat vegan, we think that the non-dairy is the real thing. The nice thing too you mentioned about being vegan is there are more options than ever locally
1: too. There are a couple of new places that open and there are, you know, major supermarkets in town that have sections that cater to. People who, for whatever reason, whether it's animal welfare or food allergies that simply don't want to eat meat or meat products it gives you a greater range, right? Because that way you don't
2: have to feel so isolated from everybody else. Right. And as somebody with a dairy allergy, it's very easy to eat vegan because vegans don't eat milk. They don't eat eggs. So um, if you have a milk allergy, um, eating vegan is a good option if you, if you choose to not eat meat because you know your products will be made without any milk or dairy or butter. Um, but yeah, again, you have to read the labels. You have to look to see what type of machinery it was processed on and just be vigilant as to what you're eating
1: now. You were named the top 50 dairy-free blogs. Congratulations, Gina. That's quite a feather in your cap.
2: Uh, you have uh, blogs coming out almost every day, right? Different topics, and many of them are food-focused. Uh, a couple of a couple of times a week, uh, definitely. Um, I have lots of new recipes that I'm putting out now for the holiday season. I just put out a recipe right before Thanksgiving on a. Um, no-cook, raw, easy, easy, easy cranberry sauce. Um, so that's on the, the website. Um, there was a, a recipe recently for a pecan pie that's dairy-free. Um, so lots of new recipes coming out and a lot of oldies, too, that are really goodies.
1: And they really taste delicious. Congratulations on your success and on your blog, Gina, and for helping so many people who are facing the same food issues and still want to enjoy the pleasure of eating. Dairy-free, Gina, thanks for coming in this morning.
2: Thank you. And, again, if somebody has a question on how to do a sub- in their holiday baking, please contact me. They can email me at dairyfreegina at hotmail.com or find me on Twitter, find me on Instagram at dairyfreegina. I'm happy to help you make those substitutes for your dairy-free or allergy-friendly baking. Thanks very much. We'll be back
1: with Mike Wall, the chocolatier is in the house. You love your wife. The more years
0: you share, the harder it becomes to leave her side. But when you spend most of your time caring for her, you can get burned out. At Absolute Care, we offer vacation care, It's a short-term stay at any of our facilities where she can rest and recharge while you do the same. Vacation care is a break you give yourself. Hey, Buffalo, Jim Rome here. You can catch me every weekday from noon until 3 right here on ESPN 1520. Bill's Mafia, I see you working. Let the rest of the jungle hear from you. That's the Jim Rome Show weekday afternoons, noon until 3 right here on ESPN 1520. Most people are coming in because they have a problem. And they have all kinds of hopes and aspirations and things they want to do. And they're finally walking into the Goodfeet store. I'm ready to dive in there and help them find a solution to their problem. You're listening to Beth, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. So this woman walks in. She's literally got tears coming out of her eyes. I'm going to Turkey. I'm going to be walking and walking and walking. I've wanted to go there my entire life. I can't walk and I don't know what to do, so help me." And I helped her. For over 20 years, we've been helping people live the life they love without letting their feet get in the way. She called me and told me what a wonderful time she had on her trip, was virtually pain-free, that I had literally saved her life. I'm gonna cry, you just can't replace that. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting. At the Goodfeet store. Call 892 3338
1: or visit the Goodfeet store on Walden Avenue near the Galleria Mall.
0: Are you dissatisfied with your current job? Looking to start a new career? Go to transittown.com and click jobs. Do you want to get back into the workforce? Do you need flexibility? Go to transittown.com and click jobs. Transitown Automotive Group has your opportunity waiting. We're currently hiring for positions within our fast-growing automotive family. Service and collision, sales and leasing, lot attendant and detail, customer service, administrative and more. If you want to work for a company that values you and the work you do, go to transittown.com and click Jobs. Transittown offers competitive wages and benefits like medical, dental, and 401k retirement plan with company contribution. We want to make sure your life is covered so you can grow within the Transittown family. Dissatisfied with your current job? Come work for a company with over 50 years of history in western New York. Transitown Automotive Group has your opportunity waiting. Go to transitown.com and click jobs. We look forward to talking to you. Transitown Transit is an equal opportunity employer. Thanks for tuning in to Slice of Life. Now back to your hostess with the mostess, Brenda Alacy.
1: And welcome back to Slice of Life on this Sunday Funday. Thanks to Kevin Carr for pushing all the buttons for us in Master Control. And as I mentioned at the top, Mike Wall is with us. And you may have heard the commercials on WBN over the years for Wall's Candies, uh, a long-established business here in western New York. Wall's Candies is located uh, at 130 Lawson Road in Chittawaga. And, boy, talk about tradition. Mike, welcome to the show for the first time. So glad to have you on. Thank you, Brenda. Now, you talk about chocolate being your best gift value. It's hard to argue that because it's always going to be the right size, and uh, it's certainly the right color. Why do you think that chocolate is the best gift value, though?
3: Well, it's, uh, I mean, what else can you buy for under $25? That that is really a nice, presentable gift. It's a gift that you can share with people if you want. I wouldn't recommend it, but uh, (laughs) it's an option. And uh, chocolate, I'm very few people would argue there's just something special about good chocolate
1: and who doesn't love to get chocolate you were kind enough to bring in a delicious caramel it's a a chocolate caramel apple which first of all is beautiful and and, in a lovely um wrap with some ribbon on it and you just can't wait to bite into it it really it looks good it's fun to receive um and it really is the perfect gift for any kind of occasion Um, Mike, tell us a little bit about how you gear up at Wall's Candies for this busy holiday season.
3: It really starts uh, after Labor Day. Uh, We have to start making sponge candy uh, twice a day, every day, uh, right after Labor Day to build up to Christmas. And uh, right now we have batches of sponge candy waiting to be cut, uh, racked on the pallet racks and shelving uh, because we sell that much. Uh, of course, some things you can't make too early. Uh, they need to be uh, very fresh. Other things are actually better if they sit for a few weeks mm-hmm. before they're eaten.
1: For example, what would uh, be a good chocolate to sit?
3: Uh, creams. Okay. Creams are probably best when they've sat for six weeks or so.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I had no idea that some taste better, I imagine, once they sit and kind of marinate a bit.
3: Yeah, there's a, a chemical process with sugar that... Uh, changes over time.
1: You know I'm glad you brought that up Mike because uh, it sounds like a fun job to have but really chocolate a real chocolate is a complex substance right that requires a lot of skill to work with unlike the melting wafers people work with at home. Is that what you face uh, day in and day out?
3: Yeah uh, there's a lot of people that uh, buy their wafers at uh, the supermarket take it home and melt it and pour it and it looks nice and shiny and they (laughs) they think they're making chocolate but uh, Real chocolate has cocoa butter in it, and uh, cocoa butter uh, chocolate needs to be tempered so that the cocoa butter will uh, uh, blend with the sugars and other substances, and uh, all uh, stay within a, a single uh, crystallized format. If you don't handle real chocolate properly, that's when you see the white streaks, the uh, the bloom we call it, uh, makes it. Uh, unappealing to look at. You it's a sti-
1: telltale sign then. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's fair to say it's a science.
3: Yeah. It's a, it's an art and a craft, but it's more of a craft and a science. And uh, if you just treat it as an art, you won't get consistent good results. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. It's kind of the perfect marriage of art and science. Um, and Mike, how long have you been working in this business?
3: Well, I waited on my first customer when I was 12 years old. Oh my gosh. That was back in 1966. So I've been at it a while, full time since uh, 1972.
1: There must be, um, you know, a lot of pride and I imagine a certain degree of pressure when you the name of your company is Walls and you're Mike Wall. So uh, how does it feel for you to own a company that's so well known and that produces such an outstanding product?
3: Well, really it's a joy. I mean, it's a lot of work, but uh, to be able to work with chocolate and have customers that appreciate it and uh, keep coming back. It, it really is a pleasure.
1: I bet. It must make you feel good to see those generations of people come back. Perhaps you waited on them as kids, and now they're married and bringing in their kids. Do you see that happening? Uh,
3: yeah, we and we see, uh, I hear it all the time. Uh, you know, I grew up on walls. Uh, <laughs> my My grandma used to bring it to us, or my My parents used to uh, bring us in when we were kids, and now we're bringing our kids in.
1: It's great. That's got to be so heartening. Now, you carry a wide variety of products, uh, everything from milk chocolate, semi-sweet, orange, white. My favorite is peanut butter. But you even have um, sugar-free chocolate for folks who perhaps have some dietary restrictions.
3: Yeah, uh, sugar-free is uh, for diabetics. Uh, It's not low-cal, so I don't recommend people buy it unless they're diabetic. But Mm -hmm. uh, we do have it available.
1: And what about high cocoa chocolates? I'm not quite sure what that means. Is it a higher concentration of cocoa in the candy? Uh,
3: More cocoa, less sugar. It's uh, popular with uh, folks who are trying to cut back on sugar. And uh, also people have been eating chocolate a long time and their tastes have developed to to go more and more for less sweetness and more cocoa.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I think that would appeal to me because I like you know, dry red wine, for instance, or a black coffee that's, you know, a strong roast. I bet they would really taste good. And what about non-chocolate confections? Do you carry those at Walls?
3: We have uh, caramel corn, peanut brittle, nut crisps. Uh, We have some uh, sugar candies that are are cast, you know, for different shapes, um, like French cream sort of idea. Gotcha. Of course, we carry things like jelly beans and gummy bears for people who like that sort of stuff
1: i was in your store a few weeks ago as you know you and i chatted briefly and it's a beautifully appointed store it's clean it's bright it's spacious you don't feel like you're crowded um but the nice thing too i mean in your displays i thought were lovely you you have gifts for any budget and any occasion Uh, and the nice thing too that i noticed is that that you have giftware that can be filled with candy so it's kind of one-stop shopping
3: yeah, it, it makes a nice gift to uh, to fill a, a fancy dish or a mug, even for a birthday. Uh, we do a lot of things like that.
1: Yeah, I can see why that would really come in handy if folks are thinking, gee, I don't know what to get so-and-so, but, I mean, who doesn't love chocolate? And you've got the dish or the mug already built in. Uh, Mike, with um, Wall's Candies, you've been around for a long time. But there are other uh, stores and candy shops that have been around. What makes you, what gives you your competitive edge? What would you call your competitive difference, I guess?
3: Well, uh, I like to say we we offer good uh, quality chocolate at a fair price, and you don't have to wait long when you come into the store. Uh, We make just about everything we sell, and uh, and we do do always try to do a good job for our customers.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think you survive this long without, you know, walking that walk. Yeah. Um, and your hours over the holiday season, do you expand those at all, or what are your typical hours?
3: Yeah, uh, well, usually we'd be open two nights until 8, but for the holidays, uh, once we get two weeks out from Christmas, we'll be open uh, 9 to 8, Tuesday through uh, through Friday, and then Mondays and Saturdays we, we close at 6, but... Uh, Sundays we're usually not open, but we will be open before the holidays.
1: Gotcha. One thirty Lawson Road between Union and
3: well, between w- Union and uh, and Borden, Borden, but uh, much closer to Union.
1: Yes, and very easy to find. And as I said, there's there's uh, a beautiful building that you see as you approach walls. Plenty of parking out front. A lot easier to find than Entercom Buffalo, right, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Wall from Wall's Candies, 130 Lawson Road in Chittawaga. Highly recommended. And, uh, Mike, I appreciate you coming in during this busy holiday season. Thanks for partnering with us on one of our sister stations, WBEN, and for coming in this morning. Thank you. We'll be back next week at the same time, folks. Thank you so much. Be safe out there during this crazy uh, holiday season with traffic and weather. And, as always, I am thankful for your listenership. See you next week.
0: Thanks for listening. Brenda will be back next Slice of Life Sunday at 1030 on ESPN 1520.